The BYU football program suffers their third straight loss, suffers their first home loss of the season in a 45-13 blowout to Iowa State. Remember last week when I felt like I was being too harsh on BYU football? Yeah, guess I was wrong. Let's talk about it on Postcast. You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? I'm Jake Hatch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, a resident BYU insider. Thank you for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. Thank you to all of you who are everydayers with us here on the podcast. And uh, this is Postcast. And any of you who are watching and or listening to this, you guys got a sick, twisted sense of humor, uh, just an addiction to this podcast. I don't know why. You guys want to talk about what happened tonight for BYU football. But nonetheless, uh, I do postcasts after every game, win-lose, and in this case, flat-out embarrassing fashion. And let's just let's get this off the table right now. I said last week after I did postcasts and even on Monday that I felt like I might, be, I might have been a little too harsh in terms of my uh, commentary about this BYU football program. I wanted so badly to believe that this BYU football program could bounce back. I wanted so badly that some of the stuff that the players were saying and coaches were saying this week in the lead-up to this game against Iowa State led me to believe that maybe, yeah, maybe they do have some fight in them. Maybe they still got some dog in them. Maybe they got the ability to, to dig deep and find something that can help them uh, get it. Uh, an all-important sixth win, I was wrong. I was not harsh enough in retrospect on this BYU football program. This is a football program that is in absolute shambles right now. I don't think I'm saying anything revolutionary to any of you watching and or listening to this. Any of you who watched that Iowa State game saw BYU get so thoroughly outclassed for a third straight game by a Big 12 opponent that makes you think, what in the world is BYU doing getting into the Power 5 ranks? They are trying to compete in way over their heads, it looks like right now. Do I think that BYU has more talent on this roster? At least I thought they had more talent on this roster than they are showing right now. Yes, I thought so. But in no way, shape, or form on any of the three phases of the football game right now, offense, defense, and special teams, is BYU competing at a adequate G5 and, heaven forbid, a Power 5 level right now. I'm done. I, I, I got nothing... Nothing kind to say about this BYU football program. It's broken right now. They still have two games to go this season, and both of those games, by the way, are against nationally ranked teams. Oh, you know that team that beat BYU 37-7 last week uh, out there in uh, West Virginia? Yeah, the the Mountaineers? Uh, Yeah, they put 37 on BYU, and it wasn't even that close in a 37-7 route. Uh, You know what happened to West Virginia uh, yesterday or today, depending on... uh, I'm recording this early Sunday morning, but... uh, you know what happened to West Virginia? Oh, yeah, that, that Oklahoma team that BYU welcomes into Lavelle Edwards Stadium next week for Senior Day, by the way, they put 59 on West Virginia. If this is how BYU is going to compete, and I put that in air quotes because there was little competition, it felt like, from BYU in this game. If that's how they're going to play, Oklahoma could come in and put 70, 80, whatever they want on the scoreboard against this BYU football program. It is that bad seemingly right now for the BYU football program. Could they find a miracle and pull it out of their you-know-what and stun the world by bouncing back and completely 
absurd fashion against Oklahoma, I'm not ruling it out. But are you betting on that in any way, shape, or form? I know I'm not. This is this is bad, folks. This is really, really bad for the BYU football program. They are lacking in so many different areas right now. They can't even get, apparently, the right cleats to play on their home field. When you're on your home turf, you would think the BYU has a pretty good idea, and Isaac Rex said it after the game. We have a slippery field. It's just apparently that's just what BYU. Apparently they, they know about this. He says he has studs built into his cleats to hold up uh, on the turf of BYU. How in the world does a team in Iowa State that is not played on this turf at BYU in literally decades? Last time I think the the Cyclones ever came to Pro was the seventies, if I'm not mistaken, something like that. It's been. 50-some-odd years or something like that since uh, the Cyclones took on BYU. And they come in, and they just had perfect traction. Meanwhile, you're on your home turf, your hallowed home turf inside Lavelle Edwards Stadium, and like a bleeping slip, slip and slide for the BYU football program. No, I am not going to try and polish this turd from this BYU football program, folks. That's not what this postcast is about. I am going to call it how I see it. And this is a BYU football program that is showing little to no interest in competing in any way, shape, perform on the football field right now and it's looking very very likely that they're going to go from what was once upon a time a four and one season to finishing the season five and seven they are on the verge of uh, losing five straight games to finish out this year not going bowling uh, for the first time it'll be uh, the sixth season so they didn't go in 2017 and before that they hadn't gone bowling since uh, they'd gone bowling every year since 2004 this is a program that is used to playing in the postseason, and it looks more than likely that they are going to be sitting home for the month of December and not playing in the postseason. They are going to have to sit and think and stew and uh, talk about and, and analyze and try and figure out what went wrong for months until spring football begins in late February, early March, depending on when BYU decides to fire it up. This is... <laughs> I know that the whole old adage from Thumpers, you don't say something nice, don't say nothing at all. I, I get all that. But you guys don't frequent this podcast for me to try and make you feel good about this. There's nothing to feel good about for this BYU football program right now. It, it, they are struggling. They have. I don't think they have answers. They they go out there, and Kalani Sitake, I, I think, has angered people by saying, I need to rewatch the film. Maybe I'll have more answers for you guys on Monday. But there are two very telling things to me that happened in this football game that I think told me everything I needed to know about what's going on with BYU football right now. Uh, there was a, a late hit out of bounds for Jake Retzloff in this football game, and it was a, the correctly called. Now, there was another late hit early on in the game that should have been called, but nonetheless, he gets blasted out of bounds. They throw the flag, and did you see a single uh, teammate of Jake Retzloff's BYU take exception to that late hit out of bounds? Teams that want to fight for one another, that simply want to, you know, have some pride, have some fight in them, have that quote-unquote dog in them, would have taken exception to that happening to their QB1. Did you see a single guy seemingly get up in the face of an Iowa State player and take any exception to that hit? I didn't. And that, that told me a lot. Now, the other thing, in the post-game press conference, Kalani Sitake was asked by Mitch Harper, a good friend of mine at the KSL Sports Zone, does a great job covering BYU for KSLSports.com. Uh, he asked the question, uh, what's caused the defense to regress? And Kalani Sitake said that we don't have guys believing in the scheme right now or believing what, in what we're doing. That means that buy-in from this football team, I guess in this case on the defense, is lacking 10 games into the season. And then the follow-up question, and to Mitch's eternal credit, this is a great follow-up question. Well, what's the issue? Is that is that a culture thing? And Kalani says, no, we got a great culture right now inside the BYU football program. Uh, 
coach, you're telling us in one instance that you don't have buy-in from your football players, and then the, the very next sentence seemingly out of your mouth, you're saying that your culture is great? Question mark? Yeah, about that. I don't think you have a great culture right now. And I am... I'm at a loss for trying to say anything uh, that remotely makes sense about this BYU football program. What has gone wrong? Because this is another late-season swoon from this BYU football program. Have the coaches lost the locker room? Did they have the locker room even to begin this season? Have they uh, made hay on lesser opponents early on this season? And when they really got into the teeth of what has been their first Power 5 schedule, the the, the depth is not held up. The players just don't want to uh, hold up. Or they don't, they, no, they don't want to hold up. They, they, they want to play football, obviously. I think most of them do, at least. But it feels like there is going to be a bloodletting coming for BYU football. I'm not talking just about coaches. I'm talking players. I'm talking changes seem to be afoot and might have to be afoot. If Kalani Sitake doesn't want to make changes, it may be forced from him above his pay grade. It may be coming down from people above him. There's a reckoning coming for this BYU football program. It's one thing, trust me, it's one thing that BYU is playing the first ever year in the Big 12 Conference, and there may be some overreaction to how tough the schedule is, and BYU uh, maybe thought they had uh, some of the answers for them. There's a difference between competing and losing, and there's a different, and then, then there's just flat out being embarrassed, and that's what's happened the last two games in particular, and even more than that. Uh, it goes back, they've lost, what, four or five? It, they're not competing right now, and that's the massive concern I have for BYU. I have tried. I have, and any of you who have listened to this podcast have heard me talk. I've tried to find positives for BYU, and I'm going to subject myself as I always do. I'm a sicko, I guess, and go back and rewatch this game and see if I can find any positives out of it. And we'll have those for you guys on our Monday edition of the podcast. It's a film review Monday. We, you know how we do here. I'm afraid I'm not going to have much for you guys. And I thought I didn't have much last week coming out of West Virginia. And it just feels like it was silly me for believing the the, the you-know-what coming out of the mouths of people involved with the BYU football program. And it's nothing against Kalani Satake. It's nothing against Aaron Roderick, Jay Hill, on down to the players, uh, Jake Retzloff, in this case on this podcast, Connor Pate. I, I, I sincerely think that they are at a loss as to what to do right now. Who does that ultimately fall upon? I guess the buck stops with Kalani Satake, maybe beyond that, Tom Homo as BYU's athletic director. But I don't think anybody, I don't think anybody involved with the BYU football program right now is doing what they need to do to help BYU out. The equipment team can't even get the right cleats on the feet of these players to get them so they have a solid footing in this football game. It, it goes down to to like the, the the base level for BYU right now. And that's that is beyond concerning for a guy like myself. So I'm not going to try and make you guys feel good about this BYU football program because, like I said, there's not much positive to take away right now. Yes, it's year one in the Big 12. Yes, it's going to take time to build up adequate depth to compete in in the Pac-12. But where is the pride? Where is the passion? Where is the fire? I'm not seeing that right now from anybody involved with this football program. They feel like they're beaten down. They just want the season to be over with. And oh, by the way, you may have your toughest two back-to-back games upcoming on your schedule. It could get a lot worse and a lot deeper in that hole that BYU is currently in before the season ultimately ends. But I'm sincerely hoping that they will find some kind of 
fire, some kind, something to rally around. Because I'm not sure that there's much right now, but they've got to find something to uh, to pull them through uh, this final stanza of the season. Because if they're going to compete like this, or the like I said, the lack of competition, the lack of desire, the lack of want to, that Kalani talked about early this week in his press conference, if that if that's lacking completely. Yeah, guess what? Oklahoma and Oklahoma State are going to have an absolute field day against this BYU football program. And you want to hear the Boo Birds out in force that they were at times at, at Lavelle Edwards Stadium for this Iowa State game? Imagine what will happen if Oklahoma's up, say, 56-6 to six or whatever next week. It's going to get a lot worse and before it gets better. And oh, by the way, uh, BYU is asking for more money than ever? That's tough scenes all around. So... You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to cut it off right there. I, Like I said, I, I, I don't have much for you guys. And I, I, frankly, I'm gassed. I'm tired. It's, it's 2.10 a.m. as uh, I look down at my clock here on my computer uh, as I'm recording this. It's, it, it, it's not good enough. Well, uh, we'll roll through a couple of comments here from you guys. I'm not going to get to all your comments. There's a number of them that came in via Twitter. Uh, we'll throw those up on the screen here in just a moment. Before we do that, though, let's talk about one of our great local sponsors on the podcast. Uh, no matter how bad things might get, I can tell you guys this much. If you want to win in terms of your housing options, do it with our friends at Perry Homes. Now, Perry Homes has been working on this for the better part of a year. And the best part about Perry Homes is they're not going to let you down like BYU football might have been letting you down this weekend. The best part is Perry Homes has a house for you. No matter if you're a first-time home buyer, you're looking to build your dream home, or anything in between, Perry Homes has got the options for you guys. They got the price points, the home designs, and just the locations you want to live in. It's all available to you guys now. You can live anywhere along along, uh, along the Wasatch Front, Davis, Salt Lake, Utah, and Tooele counties. They also have multiple communities in southern Utah near St. George in Washington County. If you want to move south as well, the best part is they're offering generous financing incentives through their preferred lender as well. Currently, they even have quick moving homes. If, you're, if you need to get into something new right away, they have uh, quick moving homes available to you as well. So get to perryhomesutah.com to learn more now. That's perry, P-E-R-R-Y, uh, perryhomesutah.com to learn more now. It's all courtesy of our friends over at Perry Homes. And as they, as they say in the tagline, for 50 years, Utah has been coming home to Perry Homes. Today's show is also brought to you by our friends at Utah Community Credit Union. They have the Learn and Earn app inside the UCCU mobile banking app. It's paying you and your family to learn about money. All of us want to be smarter when it comes to our finances and just knowing more about what it takes uh, to be smart with your finances. That's where Learn and Earn comes in. They have broken down financial topics into fun, bite-sized uh, educational games, trivia, and quizzes. And the best part is every time you complete one of these, you earn points. All those points accrue and can be redeemed for gift cards to many uh, retailers. Walmart, Nike, Sephora and a bevy of others, my friends. Take advantage of it now. The best part is Learn and Earn is available inside the UCCU mobile banking app, making it really simple. You can play it anytime, anywhere. And the best part is you can, like I said, cash in those gift cards and benefit from it. It's it's a win-win situation all the way around. It's all available and courtesy of your friends at Utah Community Credit Union. It's all part of their Be Money Smart Youth Banking program, helping kids, teens, and parents all learn about financial topics. And more importantly, they're doing it together. It's all courtesy of your friends at UCCU. Love where you bank. All right, time now for you guys' uh, uh, chance to sound off on what happened against BYU. I'm going to share the screen here and pull this up and let you guys uh, see what I am seeing in terms of the Twitter feed at Locked On Cougars. Uh, that's where we do a lot of our interaction here on the show. So uh, let's see. Let's start off here. Um, 
Uh, Magbit, our good friend Steven. I'm struggling to find a word. There were no positives to take away from this game. We couldn't even wear the right cliques for traction on our own bleeping field. Most teams have have stuff somewhat figured out by this point in the season and seem to get better week to week. And he has, he's got the hands up shrugging emoji. You're not wrong, Stephen. Like I said, there's not a lot of positive here. Uh, BYU 4, Trey, a playoff bogey. Let's see. It, it's starting to feel like BYU is a culture problem. It's okay to lose. It's okay to go 5-7 and seven in your first year of the Big 12. It's not okay to end your season on a five on five straight blowout losses. And that's where he says that's where BYU is headed. It sure feels that way, playoff bogey, uh, Trey. You're, you're not wrong in that assessment. Like I said, it's one thing to lose games. You always knew it was going to be tough for BYU to make this transition. But for as good, seemingly, as BYU started the season, the hot start that they had going 4-1, and one, to fade and have faded as hard as they seem to have faded right now, yeah, that, that, there's a difference between competing and flat out just being embarrassed. And we're flirting with the embarrassment factor in, in a big, big way right now. Uh, Matthew, Robert, Matthew Roberts at McRoberts91. The last three weeks have been beyond brutal from this team with no juice coming from anywhere. But college football being what it is, BYU will probably go and beat Oklahoma. Hey, if they do, Matthew, it would be absolutely insane. But uh, you can't rule it out. There's no doubt about that. Um, let's see here. Uh, Big Uncle Pooh. People need to understand we need time to build depth. The season has sucked but patience is needed. Oh, and stop the band at halftime. Uh, Big Uncle Pooh, I appreciate that. It is going to take time to build up depth. The tough part is right now, what does really, really BYU have to go out and recruit with? You can play right away. That's the maybe the chief thing that BYU's got going for them. They have church affiliation, that type of stuff. You can, you can. But I think the one thing that BYU should go out to say to every kid that may be considering the Cougars right now is, if you want to play right away in college, you got a chance to do it at BYU. Like I said, I I, I believe there's a bloodletting coming for BYU, and I mean that across the roster. I think there's gonna be guys both asked to just move on with football if they're seniors and the like, asked to transfer out of the program, and I think there's going to be changes on the coaching staff. I, I think at this point it's a foregone conclusion that change, C-H-A-N-G-E, change is coming to the BYU football program. What it'll all entail, I don't have any insight on that, but as it comes, we'll break it all down right here on Locked on Cougars, your daily podcast covering BYU. I can promise you that. Uh, Nick Lee, it's getting harder and harder to take this coaching staff seriously. It's clear this team has given up. I'd like to think that BYU has not given up as a team, but oh, it's hard to defend that defend that uh, right now because the last two games in particular did not look like they wanted to be competitive whatsoever. Uh, M. Staples, Matt, uh, says this is a frustrating game. What are the three basic improvements do you want to see next week? Number one, play football. Get out there and find a love for the game. These are young men who have spent their entire lives dedicating their lives literally to this game. Find something to rally around that makes you want to go out and play this game. That That's the number one thing. Number two, tackle somebody. Play with some fire. Back up your teammates. It, I don't know. Uh, number three, try, some, try, try something new. That, try something new. Run the option. Go air raid. Run a 4-4 defense. Try something new against Oklahoma. Throw everything you got at, at them and try something new because what's been going for BYU ain't working. But, uh, yeah, it's not good right now. Preston and Corinne Arnold, the BYU Arnold. The team is bad and getting worse. Still love our Cougars, but not sure there is much more to say. I I, I don't blame you one bit. I, I just 
like I said, I'm not going to read all these comments because there's just too many of them to get through here, uh, but it, it's not pretty. <laughs> Alex Long, our good friend, I don't think my opinion is healthy for anyone at this point, and it's the thumper, uh, a, a thumper a gif saying, if you can't say something nice, don't say nothing at all. Uh, not, a, not a bad uh, strategy here. Uh, Daniel Rigby, please don't cheese. Well, basketball, soccer, and volleyball are all killing it right now. Football? Outlook is bleak. Well, you're not wrong. Uh, men's basketball got a big win over San Diego State, obviously. Women's soccer, the number one seed in the NCAA tournament. They have USC coming into town this week on Thursday, and obviously if they, if they win that, they'll play this coming Saturday. Women's volleyball is playing well, and you forgot to mention it, but cr- women's cross country just won the Big 12 title, and both of the men's and women's cross country teams uh, performed very, very well at the uh, Mountain Regionals, getting ready for the national uh, title uh, meet. Uh, so looking forward to that. Uh, Garrett, SF Garrett, pathetic and absolutely embarrassing every coach and player should be completely humiliated after that performance i think they are i i frankly think that they are it's going to be interesting to see uh what connor's response is i'm expecting connor to come back on the podcast and i'm interested to see what his demeanor is like uh we'll see what happens uh support Mokan. i think i'm pronouncing that right is it pacha pachin i apologize if i'm screwing that up uh sapporo says anyone know where to uh, switch to his paper bags asking for a friend and it's got a guy wearing a paper bag with the eye holes cut out and right above it it's got the stretch oval Y uh, logo on it. So uh, it, it, it's not pretty, folks, but it's about what you expected, it, honestly, after this game for BYU. Uh, Zach Z- underscore Zilla BYU. Zach says, hot take. Love and Learn is a culture program. Also, what was with only BYU players slipping everywhere? Like I said, you can't get that base. Le- like, here's the thing. The equipment staff and the coaches, they apparently misjudged the field conditions, and that is an indictment on just handling the simple things with this BYU football program. If you can't handle the simple stuff, how are you going to handle the more complicated matters when it comes to this? That's the concern. There seems like to be a like a they the. Control the controllable. They talk about this all the time. Well, you can control having the right traction and the right cleats on your players' feet. That, that is a controllable thing for this BYU football program. But they seemingly can't get that even right now. Uh, so, yeah, it's just it's not pretty right now uh, for BYU. Our good friend JT Lamro. There's no intensity coming from anyone on the team. They're trying, you can tell, but they're just letting everyone run all over them. Not just the O-line in this game. Every single position group and coach is getting out-schemed, out-played, and out-physicaled. It's embarrassing. Valid, valid uh, breakdown right there. Uh, Scott Smith, Snow Leopard, 199. Positives. BYU has two running backs who could start for power five teams. Negatives. Literally everything else. Yeah, yeah. Here's the thing. A lot of people thought that uh, Keaton Slovis was the problem. Folks, the, the the problems for BYU's offense went a lot deeper than just QB1. It has been a, a season-long bleak outlook for this offense and it's just it's just not good enough so it's not fun so this is this is not this is not fun to do this when it's going like this because like i said i i I try to have a a somewhat sunny disposition and a more positive outlook I'll, i'll call byu out when things aren't going right and i'm calling them out right now because it ain't going right for byu but the tough part is they're not responding positively in any way, shape, or form. I'll give the final word to Paul Nielsen here at Nielsen underscore Paul. This team is broken. I know we, he's speaking of BYU, I know we are banged up, but this is bad. I hope that Kalani can figure this out. Funk needs to be fired now. I think Funk's the least of the problems in terms of changes of coaches. I'm just saying that. Still love the Cougars. Better days ahead. Dot, 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 dot. I hope. That's the thing. The hope. Uh, you got to have hope. And... I, I've said it once. My 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 dad uh, 
I, I just screwed up the audio there. I apologize. But uh, one thing that my dad has uh, mentioned to me is that hope is not a strategy and it should not be part of the strategy uh, in terms of uh, you, what your expectations are if you uh, want to be the best you can be. But hope springs eternal. And that's the thing we got to hope for for BYU. How will they do against Oklahoma? It's anybody's guess. But we're going to do our best to break it down in the week ahead. Like I said, I'm going to go back and rewatch this game. I'm going to go get a little bit of sleep before my kids wake me up. I'm going to go to church. going to sit down on the couch, watch this film, and then we'll reconvene on Monday and uh, share what I took away after rewatching another uh, another view or three or four of this game for BYU. And I will uh, try and make heads and tails of what went wrong. And uh, I'm afraid that just before I even watch it, that I already know what I'm probably going to take away from it. But nonetheless, we'll do it all the same. And I got to say, once again, thank you to all of you. Truthfully, you guys who are watching this, you guys are, like I said, you got a sixth sense of humor. You got an addiction to this podcast. You just, I don't know what it is, but thank you for doing this. Now, I want to reward you guys. I got a pair of tickets uh, to BYU basketball Wednesday night. They take on, is it Southeast Louisiana? Is that a more? Yeah, Southeast Louisiana. On Wednesday night, for those of you listening to this postcast, uh, if you uh, if you email me lockedonbyu at gmail.com, and I'm gonna say the keyword is humiliation. You email me the keyword humiliation, lockedonbyu at gmail.com. I will know that you've listened to this podcast and you stay till the bitter end of this podcast. Email me the word humiliation, put it in the t- in the subject line, however you want to do it, and you'll be entered to win a pair of tickets to watch BYU basketball because uh, the attention is very quickly turning to BYU basketball uh, because BYU football is not doing their thing. So once again, you want to win a pair of tickets to watch BYU Hoops Wednesday night at the Marriott Center, email me, humiliation, lockedonbyu at gmail.com, and we'll get you entered to win, and we'll announce a winner, and we'll get those tickets out to you guys uh, as soon as possible. So I'm going to sign off now. Uh, I'm frustrated. I, I, I don't know uh, how to make heads and tails of what's going on with this BYU football program, but I will do my best to break it down for you guys on Monday and also in the week ahead as we turn our attention to Oklahoma and hope for better days ahead for the BYU football program. This has been Postcast. Thank you once again for joining us. Uh, thank you for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. As always, uh, y'all are the hardiest of the hearty uh, for checking this out, and I thank you for being everydayers with us on the podcast as well. Until next time, this has been the Locked On Cougars podcast. See ya.